Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Today we have a very special guest who embodies the spirit of community, self-discovery, and embracing the seasons of life. With her unique blend of experiences in the hospitality industry and her transformational journey into the world of self-help, Jill Wright has become a beacon of inspiration for many. Whether you're navigating changes, seeking your soul family, or simply looking for a touch of motivation, this conversation promises to be enlightening. Without further ado, let's dive right in and welcome Jill Wright. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. Meet Jill, the quintessential neighborhood mom with a fervent drive to help structured individuals unearth their latent creativity and embrace their intuition. With firsthand experience in data-centric roles, she understands the hollow feeling of excelling professionally yet lacking personal fulfillment. This unfulfilled narrative isn't just Jill's. She witnesses it within her circle of friends, family, and community. Many gifted individuals she observes hold back from realizing their full potential and find little joy in their daily work. Jill believes the key to changing this lies in rekindling one's innate creativity, often unrealized by many. Her latest work, Happy, Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise, oh, I love that, by the way, (laughs) serves as a daily companion for those aspiring for a remarkable life. It's an anthology of profound quotes, practices, and strategies that Jill has curated over two decades, designed not as a conventional read, but as an everyday life companion. The book aims to empower readers, offering insights wherever they seek upliftment. Thank you so much, Jill, for joining me today. It's so exciting to have a fellow mother who is an entrepreneur and fellow podcaster. So we already have so many things in common. So thank you so much Mm -hmm. for joining me today. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Of course. And just to start, if you can just, I know I already gave your introduction, but if there's anything that I maybe perhaps missed out or anything that you'd like to share about yourself and your journey and a traditional data-driven role to becoming such a passionate advocate for creativity. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, let me see if I can give you the Coles notes. I did start my career in, um, 
in human resources and in sales roles within the hospitality industry. So it's really fun. I got to do lots of events and um, there's a lot of strategy in that. And I didn't realize that I had any creativity in that type of environment. I was very uh, corporate structured and I thought I was really good at details. I thought I was really good at following the rules and getting the things done with with all of the structure that was in place in the organizations I worked with. And I was really good at that. Um, but when I became a mom and I took time away from work, cause I'm in Canada. So we get a year off after having a baby, which is like, I know very privileged. And within that time, specifically with my second child, I really started to um, detach a little bit from this uh, world of work, if you will, and just be a little bit more in my body, in my role as mom, as my own person outside of my career, which I hadn't experienced mm -hmm. since I started working. I was work, 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 right? As many of us are. And I realized that I really did have a lot of creativity sort of living within me. And I decided what I wanted to do was open a business. I had gone to business school. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And instead of going back to work after the birth of my second child, I opened up um, a retail consignment store in my town. So I didn't have to commute. I could be near the kiddos. Um, and then the pandemic hit and everything went like, everything hit the fan. It didn't, uh, the timing didn't work, obviously, with everything being shut down and I'm trying to open something. And I, I went through the whole life cycle of starting and closing a business from that um, venture, but it led me to the work I'm doing now in a really interesting way. Um, through all of the ups and downs of being a, a parent in the pandemic, as you probably know, I really needed an outlet to talk to other moms. And I felt like I had no control of my external circumstances. So what I did was I really focused on what I could control within myself and I dove deep into personal development. And so that's sort of how my podcast started is just learning and sharing and learning and sharing. Um, and then it grew into doing speaking engagements and it grew into this book. And yeah, that's a long winded answer of sort of my, my backstory. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing that. What is your podcast called? It's called Grow Like a Mother. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> wants uh, mother tips and you want to grow in, within yourself or within your business, listen to her podcast. <laughs> I always love supporting other people's podcasts. I think it's so important that everybody's message gets out there. Yeah. But yeah. I want to talk about your book here. I um The Happy, Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Oh, just the title alone. Literally, I'm like, okay, sold. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's Everybody the thing wants you all want. Right. So, mm -hmm. and it's structured as a daily companion guide, right? And so can you yeah. just explain the idea behind this format and how you envision readers uh, to pretty much interact with it just to kind of get them mm -hmm. into it? I love that word interact. That's exactly what I'm, what I'm hoping for. So this book started when I was about 20 and was, I've always been into the personal development thing, but sort of on and off, I like dabbled in it. And so I created this document um, on my computer, like in a word doc, just of things that helped me that if I ever kind of fell off the wagon or had a hard day, I could refer back to them in my own personal way and just remind myself of tools that had worked for me. And so over the years, um, I just kind of kept adding to this word doc and then when I got into personal development in a big way, it just exploded. And I'm like, I can do something with this. Like this can help other people too, because this is so juicy. It's just got so much like over the span of two decades to be able to put together in one place, all the tools that have helped me from 
so many different areas of life, so many different teachers and mentors or perspectives. And so I sat with it for a bit knowing I wanted to share, um, but I had envisioned almost like a page a day calendar. You know, those ones where you like rip and there's like a quote or, yeah. So I had, I had thought about doing that. Um, and then I thought, I don't want the messages to be just looked at and thrown in the garbage. I want it to be something that people can really refer back to as I had over the years. Um, and so what I came up with was this, it's just a small little, like, it's not big. It's just a little thing, um, but 150 pages and it's separated into the four categories of happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. There's a lot of white space. There is um, basically each page is its own chapter, I guess, if you will, so that you can just open up the book into whatever section, the happy, the healthy, the wealthy, the wise, that you want some inspiration on for that day. Just open it up and kind of get that boost of morning motivation, or if you're in the middle of a hard day, or if you're looking for an answer, some different perspective. Um, and so you don't have to read it cover to cover, which is the best as busy moms, as much as I love reading, I don't sit down and read, right? We don't have time. Um, it's difficult to pick up a book and then try to get into it and put it down for a couple of weeks because life, then you get back into it. And it's, you know, so I really envisioned this as like sitting on a nightstand or in a living room and just being available. Um, as a resource to sort of like have me in your pocket with these little affirmations or questions or journal prompts or tips um, that can really help throughout whatever phase of life. I love that. Yes, because we need some time for ourselves. And I just literally was in the airplane and I had a book with me. And I think that was the first time I actually opened it up because we don't have the time for ourselves. Yeah. And so yeah, the airplane, I'm just like reading. And I'm like, oh, finally, I get some time to read. But in your in in this book, you actually have gathered a lot of wisdom, and then a lot of them are like quotes or piece of advice. Is there one particular one that actually resonates to you? A Ooh, quote. That's such a good question. Um, the one that I always sort of anchor back to is this idea of weekly planning because time management is sort of my is the bones of what I teach everything that I do with the mindset work and the goal setting and like self-care that all comes back into time management. Um, and so for me, making sure that you start your week with like an overview of what you want to have go on that week, like your top three results you want to see, not a to-do list, but like a results list. That's one of my favorite tips from the book. Um, but being flexible within that so that, you know, when, when curveballs come at you and when things go sideways, you can rearrange. Um, so allowing yourself the flexibility within the process of planning your week. Um, and then I would say something I've learned recently that I really loved that um, struck me as a different and doable way to work self-care into your week is instead of, you know, many of us will think, okay, I need to book the massage and go to that massage on Thursday, you know, November 12th, whatever. And maybe you got sick that day and you have to skip it. And then all of a sudden your, your self-care is gone, or maybe you signed up for a yoga class or something um, that you have to commit to at a certain date and time each week. And you don't exactly feel like it, you know, like as women, depending on what time of the month it is, we're more or less likely to want to go out and do something social or um, so self-care in that way felt really rigid for me. And I love the idea of scheduling one hour a week into your calendar not having to have it on the same day and time each week, just find within that coming week, one hour 
and don't set a to do for it. You show up and you have like, um, I always encourage people to have a list in their phone handy of like things they like to do, things that fill their cup, whether it's like, you know, calling a friend or reading a book or having a great cup of coffee, going for a walk, whatever. And uh, so having that list available. So when you show up for yourself in that hour you've dedicated in your calendar, you can see what you feel like doing. Cause if it's a nap, that is self-care, you know? And if it is going to a yoga class or going for a run, you can do that too. You've dedicated the hour, but you're so much more likely to show up for yourself if you take the pressure off. Um, and I think that, that that's made a world of difference for me in the last six months. Oh, totally. And, you know, our phones are handy. Set a reminder. Yeah. Hey, are you taking time for yourself today? <laughs> yeah. As you just, you know, even if it's a recorded memo and then, the, you know, the reminder comes up, you know, you look at your phone and then there it is right there on your notifications. Are you taking time? Are you feeling empowered today? Are you, you know, taking time to breathe? Are you stepping away from the computer? Because, okay, because you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur and I know a many entrepreneur women. Actually, I just got back from the, a conference of entrepreneur women. We don't have time for ourselves or we let, unless we, we don't take time for ourselves because we love what we do so much. And we have so much passion for it that we're actually just stuck on the computer. Just like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Because we want to create, create, create. But I notice sometimes, I'm not sure if you ever, if you ever experienced this, but I tend to get drained. I'm like, but I'm so happy what I'm doing, but yet I forget about me because I am thinking about how much can I serve others? But what about servicing myself? <laughs> it's very yes. important. Do you ever come across situations like that where you're like, okay, I need to seriously get away from the computer. And what are some things that you do? Yeah, I love that you named it because we're a special breed, right? Entrepreneurs, we're like, the work is fulfilling to us. In a way, it's self-care, but that's just one of our roles, right? We're also ourselves just, in existence, our own self, plus we're a mom, plus we're a sister, we're maybe a wife, we're, we're a daughter, we're a friend, we're all of the other roles in our lives too. And I think the way that I like to think of it is kind of like a wheel. I often will draw a circle and like split it into pie pieces. And then maybe there's eight slices and I kind of identify the different areas of my life that are important to me. So it's like career, health, uh, romance, friendships, whatever. And I fill it in, like I scribble in the little pie piece of how good I think I'm doing in that particular category with the goal of it not being full, but like balanced. So if, if it was a wheel in a car, it would actually roll smoothly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so by doing that exercise, I kind of see like where I need to put some more effort in. And often it's that like friendship spoke of the pie, right? And so sort of all that to say, like there there are so many roles that we play so many different faucets of our life that need our attention. They're not always going to give us the same joy and motivation that our work does or that our family does or whatever is really gets you going, whatever is sort of exciting for you. But if we forget about those other pieces, our life can get really off kilter. Um, yeah. yeah totally. So have you ever heard of the lady Leah Remlet? Remlet? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. No. I just, I never did either. I was so happy that I actually was able to listen to her because she was talking about how to be successful in your business, yet really show your kids that you're there for them as well. And she was sharing a story that, you know, she was so, she was doing multiple things and she was just like, she took a lot of the, her masculine energy and she was just like, go, 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 go. Well, eventually the body, sh body shuts down when you're just doing too much and it 
shut down actually when she was taking her kids to the zoo. And she shared this story that she'll never forget the moment that her three, it was like her five-year-old daughter grabbing her three-year-old's uh, or her little three-year-old sister's hand. And they were looking at mommy, you know, the husband was there. Fortunately, she had blocked out and passed out. Right. And then the ambulance came and everything. And she saw her in her eyes and she saw like the, her child's like fear, like, oh my gosh. And she, that was a moment that she said, I will never, ever, ever work so much where I'm not sleeping properly and that I am not spending time with my family because when we are asked the question, what is the most important thing to us? A lot of us say, oh, our kids, our family. But you know, but do they know that? Because we're so wrapped up in our daily lives, like with computer, you know, uh, mostly the business. I'm thinking about entrepreneurial women right now. And, and it's hard to, we don't really know what they need unless they speak up, you know, because we're just like, oh, we got to provide, provide, provide. But no, what about that feminine energy that we have to tap into? And be that nurturing and loving for them. And so mm-hmm. I'm from hearing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like really do some changes here because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I am I can't right now because I, okay, no, I need to stop that and just attend to my children. And even though we have both parents here, still they need their mom sometimes. <laughs> they need both. Yes. They need a mom and father. Um, but they totally. need the mom. When they need mom, they need mom. And it's funny that you mentioned, do they know, you know, how important they are? But the other thing about that is like, are we putting our money where our mouth is? And we're saying family's a big priority and value for us. But look at your calendar. How are you spending your time? You know, like, are you spending your time on things? And it doesn't have to be equal, but like, are you spending your time on things that you're telling yourself are important and priorities for you? Because if you're not, maybe a couple quick shifts can help you put everything back in balance. Totally. And so she gave us a whole bunch of like ideas and everything. And so I had written them down and I haven't even gone through my notes yet, but I was just like, oh, wow. So definitely her name is Leah Remelit, the great speaker. Okay. If you ever get in connection with her, you guys have like similar ideas and expertise topics and things like that. I was like, she's really good to speak with. Yeah. So I also want to talk a little bit about, well, still continuing your book. What is an actionable step that people can go ahead and take when it comes to spending time with their family and yet feeling like they've completed their daily tasks, whether it's work, chores, um, anything that they have in their in their daily life? Yeah, best thing I like to recommend to people, especially when they're first starting to like be conscious about this and really being intentional about showing up in all the areas because sometimes this is like mind-blowing like oh I need to do this right but where do I start so I always recommend to people that they focus on the roles that they're in for the time they're in it and then switch hats right so when you're at work you do your best at work you show up and you push hard and you make those calls and you hustle and then when the work day is done and you can turn your computer off you put on your mama hat and you go home and you love up on those kids and you give them your full attention and you're present. You're not thinking about the emails that you can, you know, hear pinging in the back of your head. You can tackle those when you're work tomorrow, you know? Um, and then that way there's a release of guilt because mom guilt's like a super real thing that we all struggle with, right? It's so difficult. Um, but I found one of the best ways to, to help with that is to really be present in the role that you're in. Um, because I found in the beginning, if I could get someone to watch the kids and I had some extra time to go and do my work or to do self-care or something other than momming, I felt so guilty. I didn't enjoy what I was doing, right? 
And it's like, same thing when you're at home and you're like, here, I'm with my kids, we're doing puzzles or Barbies or whatever the thing, but I'm thinking about the project I've got going on and who I need to call and I'm making a mental to-do list in my head. I'm not present in the way that I want to be. Um, So sort of segregating that is a really good way to start. Totally. And then you talk a lot about intuition and helping others, you know, trust their intuition. I think a lot of people are starting to tap into more of their intuition, but how does one begin to actually do that? But yet, and then also trust it. Yeah, it's, it's a practice for sure. But the first thing is like, you need space to be quiet, which is so hard as moms. But um, the reason I say that is like at the base level intuition, right, is that inner voice the inner truth of like who you are, what is right, what is truth for you, right? And because it's truth, it doesn't need to shout from the rooftops. Like it doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Intuition knows that it's the real deal. So it's quiet. Whereas in our lives, there's noise coming at us all the time. Everything else is loud, right? And so intuition is often drowned out unless we intentionally tune into it. And the best way to do that, I find my intuition is like super high gear when I'm in the shower, because that's one of the only moments in my day where I'm by myself and it's quiet, you know? And there's also all this energetic stuff about like water movement and things like that. But um, just having any time quiet by yourself for like two, three, five, ten minutes is a really great place to start. And it's kind of like meditation, but not really just sit and, and be present because thoughts are going to pop up, right? I don't know about you, but right before I go to bed too is when all these thoughts come in my mind because I'm finally quiet and that's our intuition trying to speak to us. So that is the the best way to get started, I think. Yes. Do you know where I uh, hide <laughs> when I take my alone time? I hide in my bathroom, which is kind of like also a closet and all that stuff, but there's enough space for me just to do like some breathing. Yeah. Uh, so I will literally go in there and lock the door. <laughs> So, so my husband cannot bother me. They're like, oh, maybe she's, you know, getting there, getting ready, or maybe she's using the restroom or whatever, but I'm actually meditating and I'm actually taking that time for myself because we need it. We need it because if mommy's not happy, nobody in the household is going to be happy. Let's be real here. But But when mommy's happy and feeling her best, everyone benefits. So, and that's the thing that it's this ripple effect, right? Like we all know the cliche is like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's like, well, yes, we know that in theory, but until we put it into practice and really start to take care of ourselves and see how much more energy we have, see how much more connection comes to our kids, see how much more productivity comes in our business because we're full up. And that's the literal only reason that these things are improving is because we took care of ourselves. Then it's like, oh, I get it. I see the importance right? Totally. Yes. And then everybody benefits and, but especially us, you know, because we do have to take care of ourselves. And we talk a lot about community on on this podcast as well. And you mentioned when I see many of your, like, is it family and friends and like different people in your life that experience, you know, some, some type of burnout and there, or they don't feel like they're much in their role. How can we as a community start fostering environments where creativity and intuition are both celebrated? Mm. That's such a great question. It's hard because we have been sort of taught to um, value other things, right? Uh, But I think that these softer, more feminine things are really important 
um, in so many ways. And so one way that I really like to foster them is through community and sort of open conversation about it. I, I get usually about two, twice a year, I'll join some sort of community um, where it's online almost always, but you have that sense of like connectedness to other people who are going through the same thing or you're in the same season of life. Or if I can't find a community like that, that's going to serve my, my need and my purpose for being able to communicate on these things and talk about them and work through with other people, podcasts, right? Finding podcasts of people who are talking about the things that you're going through and, um, you know, who inspire you, who are doing the things you want to do, right? Um, and I think books, YouTube, like all of those things are accessible to us at either no cost or really minimal cost as a way to be in our creativity, express it and feel held, you know, within that, have some space for that if the people in your life aren't interested in the same things you are, or if they just don't get it, they're like, yeah, you know, it's cool for you, but I'm, I don't understand, or I'm not into it. A lot of people I know experience that with their loved ones and their close circle. They're like, I have all this, I don't know. I want to talk about it. Or like, who knows, maybe they're into like astrology and the full moon and all this stuff. And they're like, yes, I love this, but their friends and their family don't get it. That's fine because there's like the whole world out there that we have access to find your people. And that's the best way to really start to live into it and feel it and feel connected to it. Yeah. Like I used to, when I was a first time mom, I didn't know who to communicate because none of my friends were mothers yet. I was like, even though I was already 26 years old when my first child, this was like 15 years ago. And when my first child was born, but none of my other friends had children yet. So I actually had to like search online and like see what was going on. And I'm like, okay, where are other mom groups out there? And I found like meetup was very helpful. I still have a lot of friends from that mom group that I still communicate with, <clears throat> even though they moved to like Sweden or like Florida or wherever they've moved. But yet we keep in contact. And I feel like since the whole COVID thing, pandemic thing, whatever you want to call it, happened, it gave us the opportunity to use Zoom as a tool to meet other people, find other groups that align to our values, our interests, our creative side, like astrology. By the way, did you get a chance to see that eclipse on Saturday? Was it Saturday? On Saturday? It was. Yeah. yeah. It was so beautiful. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I was actually in a breath work at the conference during that time where we were doing like, um, what is it called? I've never experienced this before. It was very interesting. It was um, sound bath. Have you ever had that done before? Oh, I haven't, but I've heard of the, yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't done it. Amazing experience. It was my first time and I've done a, like a lot of woo-woo stuff before in my life, but this one was like amazing. I'm just like, I love this. So anyway, that was one. Hey, if there's any apps out there on sound bath, go take that time for yourself for at least five minutes just to relax. And that's something I would recommend. But um as I was saying about the community, it's very important that we meet with a bunch of people that align with us because we feel like we can support each other. And like a lot of my family and I like, okay, we're family, right? But I don't feel like we're family sometimes because our thoughts are different. And that's okay. That's okay. Because I like to hear other people's opinions and get their, their thoughts and whatever. But I notice I'm mostly happy when I'm in my, my family where we're, I have like my soul family is what I call it, where we are like, okay, 
I love you. I don't know you yet, but I love you. <laughs> and you just know. And those are the people that you want to surround yourself with, especially important during recovery. Because all the old, well, for me anyway. <laughs> uh, and because in recovery, what had happened is I had to drop a lot of those people because they were just not serving me in any way. They were just wanting me to drink more because that was I was their drinking buddy. And so I, it takes time, but eventually they're out of your life and you start discovering who you are doing creative things, which I loved. I don't know if you've loved this or if you try this, but those, um, coloring books with those fractal, um, outlines where you just kind of pencil in using coloring pencils and are just drawing. And it was so therapeutic, but then yeah. I, eventually my kids were scribbling all over. I'm like, Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> We'll make that like artwork and put it on the refrigerator. So it's like our mom and son worked on this project together. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know. I'm going off at a tangent, but I think community is very, very important. So yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah definitely having an opportunity to connect with that soul family, like you said, is just like, you know them when you find them, right? Yes. Yes, you know you when you know it. That's your intuition, by the way, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. You just have that knowing that you're like, yes, that's 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 who I need to surround myself with. Yeah. So is there any upcoming projects or where can people find your book, by the way, or even want to find you if they want to work with you or follow you? Yeah, thanks, Gina. It's um, the best way online. I'm at Girl Like a Mother on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I tried to be, you know, a cool TikTok kid, but I'm just not a kid anymore, I've realized. So a TikTok is not an area I'm at, and I'm okay with that now. <laughs> so Instagram and Facebook. Um, and my website is jillwright.ca. Uh, there's links to the book there. You, it comes out November 26th. So it may be on pre-order and it may be in the world, depending on when this is aired, but it'll be available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, chapters Indigo in Canada, all the places you can get books. And yeah, I think it'll be a really great special resource. Yeah, we also had something in common too. So you said you're from Toronto, Canada? Mm, yes. So um, Four Seasons, I actually, and you were in the hotel industry, but I actually worked at Four Seasons for 16, I still work there, so almost 17 years now. Wow. Um, but not in the catering business, but in the spa business. And so... Uh, I've been there for a long time. So we have that in common as well. The hospitality so cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. But uh, yeah, I've been there for a long time. Just like, okay, one day a week is good enough for me because I'm pivoting. You know, I do massage and I'm focusing mostly like on Reiki as well. But I love uh, doing what I do as you love doing what you do too. And yeah. I can't not wait to get your book. And I, because I, I love in, interaction. Like I love to write things down and I really feel like, and that's when you really start discovering your intuition. You really start discovering yourself is by you having those types of tools available for you. So you can just dive deep in them and just do whatever your creative mind does. <laughs> exactly. Give it space to do its thing and you'll yeah. start to understand and hear it. Yeah, totally. And and just as we wrap up, for all of those listeners out there who feel that they aren't contributing <laughs> as much as they know they're capable of, what is one message that you'd like to leave with them? I think that the the thing that wants to come through the most with regards to that is just giving ourselves grace for being in whatever season we're in. I remember being really wanting to spend all my time on, on my business when it was first getting started, but my babies were super small. 
And I sort of had to come to the acceptance that like there was groundwork I could be laying, there was foundational stuff I could be doing that when I had the space and the time, I could just sprint into the business, but now wasn't my time to sprint. Now was my time to sort of learn and strategize and lay the foundation. And so if you're in a season where you feel like you could be contributing more or you want to be doing something, some more in some way in your life, maybe take just a second and, and think about how you could be setting yourself up for the future with the work that you're doing today, even if it's not giving you that immediate satisfaction of feeling like, yes, I did A, B, and C off my to-do list today, or I was able to um, create this big impact, whatever, right? It could be a health goal, it could be a career goal, it could be whatever, um, but just honor the space you're in and don't stop working, but just know that sometimes we'll have more capacity to sprint and other times we're walking. Right. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for being on my show today. It was a pleasure meeting you and I cannot wait to get your book. Thank you so much for having me on this conversation was such a gift. Thank you. Oh, thank you. To my cherished listeners from the very depths of my heart, Thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts. And it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.